Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is alive today. I am stumped. I really am. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Let me talk about certain shows or certain episodes that I've been watching as of late. Let me, let me get a little bit into Titans and how the season three is kind of going on a little bit of a downward spiral. Or let me talk about the fact that I just love seeing one of my favorite shows ever, Doom Patrol. The first three episodes that just appeared on HBO Max just yesterday. Let me just talk about that. No. No. None of that. All of a sudden, more lawsuits just drops. And now we're in this spiral where this thing is going out of control that Marvel, not MCU, but Marvel slash Disney is trying to sue to retain the copyrights of certain superhero characters. And, you know, when I first heard about this, I'm thinking to myself, Okay, what the hell is going on now? Like, it took me a while to try to figure out everything. I mean, let's face it. Am I an expert in terms of how these negotiations and how these lawyers and politics and everything else goes into play? Of course not. I'm an, I'm, I'm a guppy compared to this thing, alright? I'm, I'm nothing more than a guy that just watches UFC and watches superhero stuff and just watches whatever I want. I don't... You need an expert lawyer to even convince me of what the hell is going on here. Like, Jesus Christ, man. But, we gotta talk about it. It's as simple as that. I mean, as I said, it's like anything else. No matter what happens in the world, in the crazy world of comic books, content in general, we gotta talk about this. And considering that this may be... I go on on Twitter. I know I'm stumbling around a lot, but I'm trying to get my footing over here. I go on Twitter, and I'm scrolling on, and I'm scrolling on and on. I'm thinking to myself, what is it that people are saying that got them so wild up in terms of this piece of news? Is it the fact that the number one guy, my main guy, the guy, Spider-Man himself, will be out? Will he be gone? Will he be, you know, kaput? I don't think so. I really don't think so. And there's a little bit more to this than actually meets the eye. It's so interesting that the timing of this happens literally after, I would say soon after, but right after Scarlett Johansson files for a lawsuit against Disney. And I said that it would create a flood, a flood glate, a flood glate. <laughs> I'm getting my, I'm getting tongue tied over here, flood glate. That could be a cool word, flugly. A floodgate of more people wanting to sue for Sutton, more people that want to see if they are entitled to certain things. But I think this problem runs a little bit deeper than that. So we're going to dive into this together to see if we can try to make sense of all of this. And I know I'm, by all means, I'm not trying to sound like the smartest guy in the room. I really am not. But I'm going to describe it the way how I see or how I understand it. 
and see what happens. That's all I pretty much got to say about that. All of that plus our super villain quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major shout out to someone that I've been watching on Facebook for a while. And I've also been watching her TikToks, her videos. And this girl, this woman makes tremendous content. It is pretty funny. It's very original. I wouldn't say original, but it's very, very funny. Her name is Chris. And it's Chris with a K, K-R-I-S, and her handle name is Chris H-C. Now, from what I'm able to understand, this girl, I believe, speaks Russian, very fluent Russian, or she somehow knows the language very, very well, and she plays, like, maybe 10 characters and switches them up almost instantaneously. And one of the coolest videos that I always see when it comes to this girl, when it comes, I keep on saying girl, I don't want to offend her in any way. When it comes to this female is when she does her uh, character of some person's uh, son, Riley, where she goes, oh, day, and it's just hilarious. And there is Katrina. There's the character Katrina. Of course, she has a Karen in there. And there's this character named Chad. And then there's these two Russian twin boys that wants to teach self-defense. And it's it's hilarious. It really is. And considering that she does a great job in providing more and more content, because I see them all the time on Facebook. I mostly catch these videos on Facebook. I'm being honest here. But I cannot recommend her enough. She is great at what she does. By uh, Once again, her name is Chris H.C. That's K-R-I-S. You put a space under that, or not under that, but in between that, H.C. I also want to give a major shout out to UFC 266, the return of Nick Diaz facing off off against Robbie Lawler, 17 years in the making, 17 years, the rematch, and the co-main event, you got Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy, oh my goodness, another lamb to the slaughter. Ain't that something? And the main event, you got Brian Ortega, the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, the spectacular, facing off against Alexer. Alexer? Alexer. I was about to say Alexer. Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. See, I would be fired right then and there if I was going to give a trailer live on pay-per-view and I ever was to give something like that. And they'll be like, all right, Garcia, you did good. You're fired. Get the hell out of my building. I don't want to do that, though. You know, I if I'm going to make my promos and trailers, I got to make them count. I got to do what I got to do. So how about we just delve right into it, shall we? This Saturday night, live at UFC 266, the return of Nick Diaz facing off against Robbie Lawler. 17 years in the making, 209 months. Something's got to give. Someone may get knocked out. Five-round non-title main event. No, not the main event. The people's main event. This is something the Nick Diaz army will collide into one. And you will see fireworks will spread. The co-main event. You got Valentina Shevchenko. The bullet herself. Facing off against lucky Lauren Murphy. Will Valentina Shevchenko bite another one to the dust? Or will lucky Lauren Murphy do the impossible, the unthinkable and take down the reigning, defending Queen 125 Queen Bee herself. Hmm. 
something's got to give. And the main event, you got Brian Ortega facing off against Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Oh my goodness, this is a main event you do not want to miss. Coming at you at UFC 266 from Las Vegas, live on pay-per-view and only at your TV. I know I messed up a little bit there, but, you know, it, that was not even scripted. That was just right there, right off the top of my head. So, <laughs> we're having fun here, people. We're having fun. Shout out to UFC 266. Shout out to Chris HC. Both tremendous things to watch and to get through, going through. Have a good time watching the pay-per-view. If you got it, you are welcome. That's all we have for the shout-outs. Let's dive into this crazy lawsuit that's going on with Marvel and the real estate guys or whatever the case. Let's try to make sense of this. That comes up right in a bit. It's very interesting whenever I personally would open types of news like this and it would be one of those moments where something would just go completely over my head to the point where I'm like, God damn, I'm really, really, really glad that I'm not even a part of any of this in terms of understanding lawsuits and understanding copyrights and things like that. But the fact is, I should because I'm going to the territory with my voiceover business to know, hey, you know, some things can be filed and suited against you. So you got to be prepared for anything. And maybe, just maybe, this could be one of those cases where it's like, you know what? It's better to soak up all of the knowledge in. And that's what it comes really down to, honestly. So the news sets in today. Marvel is suing to keep rights to Avengers characters from copyright termination. Right now, I am reading excerpts from HollywoodReporter.com because, like I said, I'm trying to make sense of this the same way you guys are. And I'm basically going to try to read certain things and give my reaction to it because if I just blurred out everything of what comes through my head... This is going to be a terrible episode of the podcast, so bear with me while I read a few of the paragraphs and try to make sense because, again, I'm trying to learn it just like you, so bear with me here, okay? So the first paragraph sets in. Disney's Marvel unit is suing to hold onto full control of Avengers characters, including Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, and others. The complaints which The Hollywood Reporter has obtained come against the heirs of the late, some of the late comic book geniuses including Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and Gene Colan. The suits seek declaratory relief that these blockbuster characters are ineligible for copyright termination as works made for hire. If Marvel loses, now this is key here, this is key. If Marvel loses, Disney would have to share ownership of characters worth billions. Okay, so just from those sentences alone, there's a couple of things that instantly jumps off to me. The one that says, come against the heirs of some late comic book geniuses, including Stanley, Steve Ditko, and Gene Colan. So these are basically like they're the, the, the children, 
the, the ones that took over the passings from their late fathers and grandfathers. So these, these are basically like their own individual families, sons or daughters or people that are part of the Stan Lee um, community. Not community, I'm sorry. The, uh, the brand corporation, I guess you want to call it that. Their family in general. From what I'm able to understand, when characters were created back then in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, a long time ago when originally they were created... They have to share copyrights in terms of who it is that they create the character with. Now, to the rest of the world, there's knowledge. Not everyone knows this. Only a few hardcore fans actually knows this. Let me give a, a example, for example. An example, for example. Spider-Man was created simultaneously by both St- Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko, from my understanding created the character while Stan Lee created the storyline, the design, or vice versa. I don't remember who worked on what, but the fact is they both worked on this character simultaneously. The same way you could have um, Todd McFarlane work on Venom and Spawn, but was also co-created by Stan Lee. So these copyrights from these characters from back then, they are now in terms of nearing the end of their termination cycle based on the amount of length. I, I, I don't know what the length is because it says here the work for hire, the termination is basically coming to a close, if that makes any sense. Again, I'm trying to learn this the same way as you are. But the last one, the last sentence that I've read, it says, if Marvel loses, Disney would have to share ownership of characters worth billions. Let's face facts here, okay? You know this is better as I do. Disney slash Marvel is worth billions and billions of dollars. To me, what this is, is people that have worked underneath the legacy of the people like Stan Lee, like Steve Ditko, excuse me, like Steve Ditko and others in order to get, in order to gain some kind of revenue share. You can kind of tie this into what Black Widow is going through now in the terms of what happened to her. She was supposed to make a shitload of money. It didn't happen. Now she's suing. I believe this is nearly the same thing of what's going on here because one question you have to ask to yourself, why now? Why all of a sudden this is going on? You know, is it a termination contract that is nearing its end? Or is it the fact that you could have done this for so long, but never had the balls to do it until you saw someone else do it first? So that's something to keep in mind. That that really is something to keep in mind. Let me continue. In August, the administrator of Ditko's estate filed a notice of termination on Spider-Man, which first appeared in comic book form in 1962. That makes sense. Under the termination provisions of copyright law, authors or their heirs can reclaim rights once granted to publishers after waiting a statutory set period of time. According to the termination notice, okay, so we know that it's a lengthy contract. There we go. According to the termination notice, Marvel would have to give up Ditko's rights to its iconic character in June 2023. So this is 1962 and... Now, all of a sudden, it's ending all the way to 2023. Clearly, close to what? I can't do fast math. 50, 60, 70 years? That's a long fucking time. And 
if the termination is noticed, then all of a sudden, Spider-Man won't be accessible to Marvel anymore. And I'm not talking about the MCU. I'm talking about Marvel in its entirety. So, we don't get any more Marvel movies with Spider-Man. We don't get the games. We don't get the merchant. Well, we make it the merchandise. We don't get none of that. That All of that goes away completely. And I think that's why a lot of people are up in arms and is like freaked out in terms of what the hell is going on. But this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Disney is worth billions of dollars. Okay? Chances are, this is not going to get settled anytime soon. And if I do believe what this is and it's just children of their creators or grandchildren of the creators, Stanley and Steve Ditko and whatever, and they're trying to get a percentage of what they were owed, and this is their way of trying to get it by trying to yank characters from them, it kind of makes sense, but it's kind of fucked up at the same time. Then at the same time, we do every now and then hear stories on certain companies that works in Hollywood, CGI or whatever the case may be, when... They work on something, but they're not distributed fairly enough because of it. I, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine actually came to this example with me today. You remember Life of Pi? It's one of that, I, I believe it's a CGI movie where everything was CGI and it made a shitload of money. I think it won an Oscar or got nominated for an Oscar or something. It's about a tiger and a guy in a boat. That's all I fucking remember. I don't remember the movie, but the entirety was CGI. Well, apparently, everyone else got paid very handsomely, with the exception of certain CGI companies. I believe there was one or two CGI companies. I don't remember if it was one gigantic company or a couple of other ones that worked on this film, but they pretty much went bankrupt because they weren't compensated enough because of the film's release and distribution. It's kind of similar to what's going on here. All this is is these guys... To put everything in a nutshell, and maybe I'm trying to simplify it in my mind, and I'm trying to replay it off from my mouth into this. These characters are owed by the creators. The creators died, so now the responsibility fall upon their kin, or whoever it is that works directly under them, or whoever that was directly under them, in this case, Stanley and Steve Ditko. And they realize... That their termination, that the contract termination is nearing up. The copyright of these characters is close to an end. So, in order for Marvel and Disney to continue literally keeping and using these characters, they have to sue in order to keep the copyrights to continue using them. Because let's face it, let's take this at face value. Let's assume Marvel is going to lose. Let's assume Disney is going to lose. Not going to happen. But let's assume that they're going to lose, okay? This is essentially the end of the MCU as we know it. If you truly think about it. Because all of those characters that I listed. Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Black Widow, Falcon and everyone else. This would be the end of the MCU. What are you going to continue the MCU on? And it's not just the same of the MCU. Sony would actually go out of business with this as well. Since they're now basing their characters on the Spider-Man cinematic universe characters and before you hear about it I'm you're probably thinking to yourself well I thought Sony was owned by I thought Sony you know owned Spider-Man well yes and no Sony 
is sharing Spider-Man with Marvel slash Disney. Marvel in its entirety is... Spider-Man is a Marvel product. What Sony owns is the filming rights. So if you take Spider-Man away, and you take him away from not only Marvel, not only Disney, but from Sony in general, Spider-Man would essentially die. <laughs> it's As fucked up as that sounds, he will essentially die. He'll essentially fade into nothing. Because there's this guy that is probably thinking, oh, well, Scarlett Johansson is trying to sue for this amount of money. We want compensation for our thing because my dad or my grandpa made this character and he never got essentially a good uh, payment's worth. So I want some money. I, I want to I go into this action. So there is that. Let me continue on with the article. Marvel is facing other termination notices. For example, Larry Lieber, who worked at Marvel as a writer too, filed termination notices over creations in May. The heirs of the comic book creators, including Black Widow creator Don Rico, are being represented by Mark Toboroff, who once famously represented Superman creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster in an unsuccessful termination attempt against Disney. In other words, this has happened before and they lost. DC saved off termination by counterclaiming against Toborov and asserting tortious interference of its rights. The publisher was represented by Dan Petroselli and O. Melveni, nailed it, who just so happens to be representing Disney now in its efforts to keep rights to various Avengers characters. Uh, yada yada yada, yada yada yada. And... This, this is a very long article, but I'm going to read the last paragraph. I, I don't want to get in trouble for reading this article, but I did say that it was from HollywoodReporter.com. So, again, bear with me here. Uh, let's see. So these are the last two the last two paragraphs that I'm going to read here. Now comes new litigation, which figures to pick up where earlier ones left off. Marvel suit calls the latest controversy verbally identical circumstances circumstances to Kirby's. If the plaintiffs win, Disney expects to at least hold on to at least a share of character rights as co-owners. The studio would have to share profits with the others. Additionally, the termination provisions of copyright law only apply in the United States, allowing Disney to continue to control and profit from foreign exploitation. There we have it. So, according to that article, if they do lose... They would have to share the characters in and of its entirety or possibly lose them in general. But chances are, that's not going to happen. Because what's going to happen, as I predicted with Black Widow, that will happen, this is going to end in settlement cases. And this suit, these lawsuits, is probably not going to be for the next 10 years, maybe even 15 years or so. Because, let's face it, Disney has the money to go on continuances and lawyer fees and whichever, chances are they may end up bleeding these plaintiffs or these, you know, sewers dry, if that's the case. And if not, and they don't want to go through this, they're probably just going to go through a settlement, which is what these guys are after from the very beginning. So... To put everything in a bow, I understand that this podcast episode is very confusing. And hell, if it was, it's even confusing for me. That's why I'm not really an expert at this. I would not panic. I would not be really worried. Because this should have happened before already. And if the, com- if the contract is nearing its end now, 
then chances are either Disney was ready for this or they have the means to countersue if they see fit. Not to mention, as I read earlier, this already happened once against DC and they failed. And Marvel slash Disney is a way bigger brand than Warner Max slash DC Comics. That's just a fact here. And if they have failed against DC, what makes them think that they can try to do any better against Disney? I'm saying, I'm just saying. I would not be overly worried just yet. Now, if something does happen, and we do end up losing these characters, and now Marvel cannot access them in any way, shape, or form, or if they do, but it only happens through foreign countries or whichever, that could be a tremendous problem. In terms of global box offices, in terms of merchandise, in terms of sponsorships, in terms of commercials, in terms of um, affiliated corporations and marketing, they would go down in a massive bind. They really would. Because let's face it, the MCU has established themselves as a very, very strong brand that pretty much overthrows almost anything that Disney has ever done, including the Disney princesses, the... Anything that belongs to Disney, Star Wars, Animal Planet, or whichever the case may be, the MCU quite possibly is a much bigger brand. I want to say we'll see what happens. I really do. But I think this is going to end the same as it always does. It's going to end in a settlement. They're going to get a chunk load of money. Chances are Disney is going to pay them to go the fuck away. That always happens when it comes to things like this. And chances are, Disney has dealt with this before. Maybe not at this magnitude in terms of involving all of these characters that we grow to know and love for all of these years. But chances are, they're going to be fine. And until I hear and you hear otherwise, it is what it is. And that's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really happy that you bear with me in terms of explaining all of this. I was fucking confused myself. Again, I don't mean myself to be an expert, which is why I want to thank HollywoodReporter.com for writing this article, and I'm just reading and just giving my personal opinion of it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Don't forget to Hulk smash that like button, that follow button. It helps me out tremendously in terms of growing my podcast for everyone else to listen to. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do. Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, Voice of Garcia. And if you want to go on my website, voiceofgarcia.com, if you add need, if you if you add need, if you need any help in terms of podcasting, if you want to ask me questions, if you want to get on the podcast yourself, you let me know and we can work something out. Let's do the damn thing. Let's work together. We, the people. Before I end this night off, let's go into our super villain quote of the day. And this one is from Tom Hiddleston himself, the actor for Loki. And he says, The opposite of love isn't in fact hate, it's indifference. And that love and hate are united by passion. Loki hates Thor which means he must, in his heart, still love Thor. My reaction is, if I hate something truly deeply, I don't think love can have that equality. 
I really don't. Because there's a lot of things that I hate in this world. And yes, hate is a very strong word, but let's face it, I have not changed my mind about that in any way, shape, or form. Guys, have a great weekend. Tune in on Tuesday where we will talk more on all the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be. And hopefully, try to make sense of them this time. If you remember, as you remember, always remember. If you hear about it, and you read about it, I talk about it. Controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.